0: Welcome, Regrets, to this Blackhawks Hockey Ringcast Episode 16, exclusively sponsored by the Premium Hockey Outfitters at PuckHockey.com. That's P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y.com. Use the discount code THERINK for 10% off on all of yours orders. They have a brand-new line of fast-food-inspired gear that you can go check out, and they will soon have a the rink, the-RINK.com-inspired line of... Uh, gear as well so anyway uh today is monday february 26th 2017 and i'm jeff osborne better known across the interwebs as gatekeeper
1: what's up jacks
0: i am joined here by my good friend co-host and fellow grumpy old guy mr john Jacob. hello sir
1: i had skyline for dinner
0: <laughs> nice i love that's skyline for, for Aaron goldschmidt I love Skyline.
1: Seriously, these potato heads have to be the unsexiest mob of all time.
0: <laughs> uh, together, we are your most trusted sources at the newest online hockey hangout, the Uh Today is the trade deadline. And we spent, or I spent all day combing the interwebs for uh, Blackhawks trades and NHL trades. And uh, a lot happened. So uh, actually a lot's happened since we last recorded. So um, we have a lot, we have a lot to talk about, so we're just going to kind of get right into it. Um, The first was uh, Michael Kepney was traded to uh, the Washington Capitals for, I believe it was a third round draft pick.
1: It is a conditional third. No, it's not. Yes. It's a conditional third rounder because the caps have two picks. It will be the higher of the two picks depending upon were the caps and the team that originally owned the pick finish. And I don't know which team it was.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Um, I mean, you, you kind of knew how that was coming. You kind of telegraphed that from a, a mile away. I mean, you didn't know, you didn't say Washington per se, but no. we knew this trade was coming.
1: Yeah. And I had heard that Kemney and Gustafson were getting shopped and they were going to, you know, move whichever, whichever one they got the better offer for. And, uh, um, I thought, you know, if they got a, a, a high third for Kemney or a low second, that would be, you know, sort of the top of the market for him. And that's kind of what looks like what they got. And, uh, um, you know, I spoke with one person after the trade who really felt that he feels like the, the capital has got a, um, the Capitals got a bit of a steal that, you know, um, he just needs to be in the right situation. And it certainly, I mean, I always felt like with the Hawks with Kemney it was just, a, it was just patience. They need to have patience with him because the only issue he had was between the years and, um you know playing defense in the NHL takes time in terms of acclimation and uh um so we'll see you know we'll see if the caps have patience with him and give him and give him a chance and um if Barry Trotz can ultimately get out of him what, what Joel Quinville couldn't
0: Yeah well they, according to what I've read online tonight uh Michael Kepny started on the top pair with Washington and they gave up four goals in the first period so <laughs> <laughs> yeah was it's not, it's, minus yeah, five? it's not starting off real well i I mean i don't i don't know what the exact stats are i could probably look them up
1: but i'm gonna go i'll look right now yeah i gotta pull this up so uh, yeah it, it's
0: not starting off well the michael kempney area isn't really starting <laughs> off all that well in washington
1: uh yeah um, <clears throat> all right let's see where is it
0: Here yeah we go right but i mean michael kempney he's always had the raw talent uh cool. it was just every time he screwed up Joel Quenville would sit him, and then, you know, he'd sit him for four games, and then he'd come back, he'd be a little rusty, he'd screw up again. Joel Quenville would sit him. But you have Jordan Jordan Osterley out there that screws up, you know, regularly on the defensive side of the, you know, defensive side of the ice. And, you know, that's fine. Players are going to screw up, right? You know, no one's perfect. And uh, he gets the longest leash I've ever, you know, one of the longest leashes I've ever seen as far as defensemen go.
1: Yeah. Oh, Osterley. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know I got nothing against Osterley,
0: but he does screw up a lot on the defensive side. And yes, I've been, yeah, I've been watching him particularly the last couple of games, and uh, you know he's he's good on the offensive side, but now and now he's getting even a little more gutsy, and he's taking he's pinching even more, and uh, that's causing more on the back, you know, more lapses on the back end, so.
1: Well, the the Caps are down four to one to the Columbus Blue Jackets, <laughs> and uh, Michael Kempney is like a lot of the Caps minus one.
0: Well, just well, just well, minus one, so he wasn't out there for everything, but no, there could have been some power play goals in there too. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. Well, you know what? I hope I hope he does go. I hope he does well, and because uh, I was a fan, I, I was a fan of Michael Kempney. Nice.
1: Yep, me too. I don't know yeah. But what are you gonna
0: do? You know, it, it like with a lot of players in Chicago, you get on Quenville's bad side early, and uh, you might as well just leave right then and there because you're never going to make it back.
1: Well, it's hard, huh? I mean, yeah. I'm surprised Connor Murphy's still here, actually, but he is. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. Although, I did hear I did hear that they may revisit Murphy in terms of a trade, um, in the summer. Yeah. Um, and that that they were specifically talking to Ottawa about something, um, you know, after the season was over regarding Murphy. So why they wanted to wait till then, I don't know. I mean, I hear these things and I report them as I hear them. Right. Um, and sometimes they, they don't always make sense, but usually there is, there are some missing pieces that come out later on. So, um, anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When they don't make sense, they blame you.
1: <laughs> and when they, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you yeah. made them up.
0: Yeah. You just make the stuff up just
1: because it's I, fun I, to do. I, I mean, yeah, like, 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 yeah, like, uh, what's his name? Anisimov to Columbus. I mean, um, which was actually verified by one of the beat reporters today. And, uh, I mean, I'm not smart enough to make that stuff up. I just, <laughs> I'm not, you know, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, that turns out to look like it was a legit, uh, conversation that happened and it looks like they were trying to deal Hartman too. And, uh, anyway, we can talk more about that.
0: Yep. Man, this guy's freaking delusional. Laz, back in the box.
1: Some guy on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's going to be Neanderthals, slack-jawed yokels saying stupid yeah. things. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much us.
0: Yeah. For the most part.
1: Cletus, the slack-jawed yokel.
0: Yep. Back in the box, Laz. Um... So, yeah, that, that was a Kentney trade, and that happened, you know, well before all this. It's kind of old news at this point in time, so we don't want to spend too much time on that. But you did bring up uh, Ottawa, and it's funny because uh, some of the stuff that Ottawa did, like, the past two days is just, just odd because they, uh, they you know, they traded this year for uh, Alexander Burroughs, you know, and they made a big deal about bringing him home, and this was his home, and blah, blah, blah. And then they threw him on waivers yesterday. They also threw Johnny Aude on waivers, who was claimed today by uh, the Flyers. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on over there. And then they weren't able to get rid of, uh, I guess, the market closed down for Eric Carlson, so they're stuck with him till the end of the year. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a nightmare there.
1: Well, you get the sense, like, that you probably read that Melnick-Carlson um, story yeah. that's been blown around. You, you get the sense that that is a franchise in disarray.
0: You think? <laughs>
1: It really it really seems that way and, yeah uh, you know I mean quite honestly whether you're a Stan Bowman fan or not um, I think you gotta at least grudgingly admit he had a pretty good day today on on these trades it! All <laughs> yeah and uh, you know um, it's it's as bad as things have been with the Hawks this year you know we, we do have the consolation that our franchise is, is still probably better than most. Um, so anyway,
0: yeah. And, and, and they, and, and now they've set themselves up again, if, if they play this right, they could possibly, you know, they probably be in the lottery and uh, maybe move up a little bit Yeah, and uh, get themselves yep. a nice player, which, you know, you might as well, if you're going to have an off year, have an off year and then just reach re come back next year, you know, reloaded and ready to go. Uh, that's really all you can do. And and someone brought up, uh, I don't know, I was listening to a podcast somewhere, I've listened to a ton of them, about how Boston has kind of done something that maybe the Blackhawks may be able to follow, which is they've kept an aging core together of like, you know, Bergeron and uh, Chara and a lot of aging players. They dumped some of those middle-of-the-road players and now they're they bringing in some of these young players, like Pasternak and... And, uh, you know, Charlie McAvoy and things like that. And uh, now they're, you know, one of the top teams, you know, in the East. And, you know, they may compete for a cup again after, you know, a couple years off. So this, you know, can bring some hope into the Blackhawks land. You can have, you know, you can hang on to some aging players with large contracts that you know maybe a little bit cr- crippling if you play your cards right so
1: I guess yeah I guess I would qualify that with it depends on which players but yeah I mean you know um I would because I would argue the Hawks have four or five contracts there that um, um you know you'd call large contracts and I think I think they do need to get rid of a couple of them somehow um especially hosts contract um right you know but uh, yeah, I mean, if they do that and they get a little money to spend and um, what if just a what if, because to me, the next big day in this franchise is is the draft lottery. Yeah. And what if they what if they got into the top three?
0: Yeah. And we'll, we'll kind of talk about this a little later, but they got two first round draft picks this year, which is something yeah. very rare for them. Yep. So but uh, yeah, so uh, we shall see what happens. I mean, this is it's a little more I think it's a little more promising today than it was. You know, this morning, or you know, tonight, than it was this morning, that they, uh, you know, at least have some kind of something to look forward to, because before, you know, we didn't know where they were, what direction they were going in, and it seems like maybe they're going in the direction that we were kind of hoping, but they still have to do a couple other things. But yeah, you know, we'll somebody see.
1: brought something up today that you know is is something that we can certainly talk about another night. Um, but the goaltending issue because you know. Bowman's statements about Crawford today and and you know everything you hear and and by the way we have fully bought in now because we've gotten verification from a trusted source that he is in fact it is a concussion issue and you know the fact that he's been out this long the fact that he's missed time a couple seasons ago with concussion issue as well I mean now you go okay you know is this is this going to affect what's what's left of his career Right, yeah. Um, and where does that leave the Hawks? Because as much as we like Anton Forsberg, um, you know, he's got to stop giving up bad goals at bad times,
0: like he yeah. did the other night. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, I, I, I'd like to once we once we talk about the trades a little bit, I'd like to kind of get into the goaltending a little bit. I have okay. a couple of opinions okay, and a couple of thoughts. So let's get okay. on to the next thing. Um, <clears throat> the first trade this morning was Ryan Hartman was traded to Nashville. Uh, he was traded to Nashville with a fifth round pick. I got to, I got to pull my handy dandy, the rink.com, the dash rink.com trade tracker up today.
1: You don't got the dash. You don't got the cash. <laughs> That's what I say. I'm say. i an idiot.
0: <laughs> Last back in the box.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, it was Ryan Hartman and a, and there and the Blackhawks fifth round draft pick this year for a first round draft pick. Uh, Swedish center, Victor Edsel, just like the car pronounced like the car. And a fourth round draft pick. And, uh, the Victor Etzel thing. Now, the first round draft pick, we, of course, don't know where that's going to be yet. It depends on where Nashville, uh, you know, finishes the regular season. Then, by all accounts, with the trades and moves they've made, they could very well make it deep into the playoffs. So the, the Blackhawks, you know, that could be a late or, you know, their typical late first round draft pick, like where they picked up Henry Yokihara this year. But, uh, yeah. Their own pick will now be you know much higher of course uh, yeah we've gotten kind of a report back and you you can give the the lowdown on this about uh Mr Victor Etzel, who is actually a six five two hundred and fifteen pound plays center uh but uh what 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 did you hear about uh Mr Victor Etzel oh,
1: I contacted our the rink dot com European representative martin Ternfist, who is who actually um follows the Allsvenskan uh, and the uh swedish elite elite league and um he's had the chance to see him play a little bit and described him as being somewhat like victor stahlberg now, i don't think he's a speed burner and a matter of fact he's not like like stahlberg but he is um a, a shooter he's a sniper and uh big he's big six five two seventeen you know it's real hard when you watch and you Jeff, you and I both, we watch the YouTubes yeah, um, and um, we use the plural YouTubes here in Blackhawk Nation <laughs> in honor of Drew LeBlanc. Um, it's sad. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But we, so we watch them and, you know, the thing that I, that always jumps out at me and like, for example, the, the breathtaking videos of the savior of the franchise, Dylan Sakura as well. When, when you see like, you know, Europe with a big ice sheet or college where they're wearing the full cage. You know, guys just, the guys get to open areas so easily compared to pro hockey here in North America, especially the NHL. So it's almost hard to say, you know, how this guy is going to be in the NHL based upon these um, these videos. I mean, I remember our Temi Panarin's videos from the KHL. It's like, you you watch that, you knew that guy was going to be good, just with the speed and the shot and, and the way he just overwhelmed defenses but it's harder to tell with these guys and, and but what I do see is really good hands, really fast hands and a fast shot, uh pretty nifty around the net. Um but again, he's got no pressure on him. He's not having to fight his way to get to the net like he would in the NHL. So it's all kind of, you know, hypothetical. I mean, if he's got the will to be a really good player in the NHL, he probably has the physical talent to do so. Yeah. You know?
0: Right, yeah. Well, now I'm going to, I posted up a, a, a highlight video earlier this morning and I want to thank, uh, you know, Jay Zawoski over at the score and Dave Kaplan for reposting or, or retweeting our video or the yep. video that I put up. Um, I, my initial reaction and, and I'm not going by anything other than just follow, you know, watching a couple of clips was, he looks like a younger, quicker, Artemy Anisimov type.
1: He's quicker than Anisimov. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, he's younger. He's got to be that strong two way player now. Yeah. I read a scouting report on him from um, just before we came on from, it was from a, a Nashville publication and this was right when they signed him. So they were, you know, naturally they were, pro- you know, proclaiming him the second coming of Mark Messier. Um, but they said he was good on face-offs. They said he was good in his own end too. So we'll see, you know, we'll see, uh, you know, what he does in that regard, um, you know, when he gets over to North America and, Um, I'm going to look him up here on Hockey Database and see what they say about him.
0: Yeah, and another interesting uh, tidbit that that we had heard was that uh, the Blackhawks actually were very interested in in Mr. Victor Edsel this summer. He was a free agent. Uh, He was, I guess, you know, there were a couple of teams. It was kind of like a Jan Ruda, Michael Kepney kind of, uh, you know, European free agent in uh, it looks like the Blackhawks were really interested in him. So they've continued to pursue him and uh, now they've got yep. him in trade. Yep. So. He's playing
1: for HB 71, which is in, I think it's in the Swedish elite league. Yeah, it is. I think. And 44 games, he has 30 points, 17 goals, 13 assists. Those are decent numbers for Sweden.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and which is a men's pro league. There's a lot of ex NHL players playing over there. He's plus four. So, you know, no, no face off stats. You know, no fancy stats. This is just the basic stuff. So, um, you know, it's funny because a lot of people were talking about how the um, Red Wings, you know, kind of really stole um, three picks away from uh, Vegas for Thomas Tatar, a first, a second, and a third. And I even saw a comparison of that with the Hawks, you know, uh, Hartman trade. But here's the thing to remember about that: if Edsel can play in the NHL, say not next year or even the year after, if you could play next year or the year after, and be a second- or third-line center, that's as good as most second-round draft picks are going to be, you know? And Tomas Tatar, in my opinion, is probably a better player than Ryan Hartman, too. So I think I think Bowman got a pretty good deal, and especially in a difficult situation where it came out, John Dietz tweeted it after after I um, tweeted what I um, had heard as well, that Hartman had pretty much asked out, he, he pretty much wanted to go, so Bowman was in a tight spot. and. The other thing I heard is that they had three offers on them, two from Arizona and Winnipeg, but the Nashville offer, which was from a division rival, and that's got to be a hard trade to make, especially a guy who's a good player, um, and you know, you know, can hurt you probably if you when you face them. Um, they, you know, that's, that's tough. But um, Nashville was the one team that was going to offer the first round pick.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's, yeah.
1: that's why he went there.
0: It, it, it's 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 odd that and he didn't seem phased by it when they asked him in the videos. If you go if you go to the website, theashrink dot com, uh, you can see the videos of Stan Bowman talking about what he did today, and uh, he he didn't seem too phased about. They kind of asked him about uh you know what he thought about uh, trading within a division, and he kind of blew them off, <laughs> which is kind of funny, but uh you know.
1: Well, you know what I mean. I think Nashville is going to be. He's going to be a really good team this year and go deep in the playoffs. And I think Bowman's all he's thinking about now is next year and the year after. And that's pretty pretty much where he should be, you know. Yeah. Um. Who cares? You know, they. I don't know if they play Nashville again this year, but they do. And Hartman scores five goals. Who really cares? Yeah. Because the Hawks are going to suck the rest of this year.
0: Yeah. Uh, just just a little more uh, back, uh, you know, background information on uh, Mr. Victor Etzel. He uh he's a center. He also plays left wing
1: yeah
0: uh he's six five two fourteen he's left-handed and um he's on a two-year contract of course you know that'll end you know the first year will end it this year so he is actually on a on a contract he is signed he's not just a uh
1: yeah
0: a prospect or anything like that so he's got yeah. one more year left at, at uh eight hundred and thirty three thousand uh or actually i'm sorry nine hundred twenty five thousand sorry the cap hit is eight hundred and thirty three thousand there's some uh bonuses and stuff like that in there signing bonuses and junk like that so uh we get they have one more year of them left so you never know uh I know he was I did see video of him he was at uh, prospect camp this summer with the predators so he was here uh trying out I don't know uh I guess he's waiver exempt uh arbitration he has one additional pro year required so for to be uh uh you know <clears throat> to be a, uh, arbitration eligible, so yeah, so that's that on Victor Etzel, Mister Victor Etzel. So he, he's a big guy, which is something the Blackhawks don't have a lot of. Yeah, uh, I, I'm,
1: I you think don't, he's a center, and if he, you know, if, if he can, if he can hack it as a center in the NHL, which is saying a lot. Yeah. Um I actually, actually, Martin Terekis thought that he probably will end up as a wing in the NHL. Um, so we'll see. But if he can, I mean, that's huge because the Hawks need some depth at the center position, they badly, and, uh, you know, not just this year, but going forward, and um, so that would be huge. And, and you know, uh, th- this Nashville pick is going to be late. It's probably going to be somewhere around 25, if you had to guess, 26 maybe, 27. So, so you know, a lot of – that's sort of a – that's not necessarily a surefire NHL player that you get at that at that spot. Typically, it's a guy who has a pro career, but, I mean – um it's not guaranteed so you know the, the thing we talked about and others i know have been talking about as well is the hawks now depending on where their pick comes up in the draft lottery they could have what it takes to package and move up right and get pretty high up in there you know and really get a shot in the top five players in this draft where you got guys that are almost all can't miss right you know mostly defensemen um but then uh matthew or excuse me brady kachuk who um is, is a relative a cousin of Kevin Hayes former hawk first rounder Kevin Hayes and Jimmy
0: Hayes of course
1: and Jimmy Hayes so maybe the hawks don't want to draft him um <laughs> so we'll see um but, but uh, there's a lot of really good defensemen high in the draft too and um it seems like the hawks really could use an impact player on defense if not right away then certainly in a couple couple of few years as Duncan Keith's career winds down, you know, a guy who's really in a, you know, a top end top top pairing defenseman to drive that uh that offense out of the defensive zone.
0: Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, so we're we're I think I I think it's pretty unanimous that we're pretty we're we're pretty uh on board with this Hartman trade.
1: Yep. So, Had to be done.
0: Yeah. So yeah, uh yeah. yeah, then uh things were kind of quiet as far as the Blackhawks went. We didn't hear much going on. Uh of course, you had kind of re- been reporting for a while that Tommy Wingles may be out of here. And uh, it was no secret to anyone that Tommy Wingles may be gone. And yeah. uh, right at the uh, 2 o'clock deadline, it looks like the Blackhawks uh, pulled together a deal with Boston for a conditional draft pick, which is a uh, they traded Tommy Wingles to Boston for a conditional fifth-round pick. And if uh, one of two things happens, which is... Tommy Wingle signs with resigns with Boston because he's got a uFA at the end of the year, or Boston wins a playoff series uh this uh this spring uh that will move up to a fourth round pick this is in yeah. two thousand nineteen though this is not yeah. this year so, so with
1: the Kemney pick is two thousand eighteen yeah, so they've, they've picked up uh a fifth, a third, and another first. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. I mean, in what is, you know, allegedly a very good and deep draft.
0: Yeah, this is good. This it's is good. good. This is what we want.
1: So yeah. Um, and as far as Tommy Wingles, I, I'm going to be rooting for Boston to win a series because I, I want him to sign back in Chicago personally. Yeah, I mean, he'll he'll sign here for a low cap hit because this is his hometown. It's where he wants to be. Um. He can play up and down the lineup, he can play all three, four positions, he could chip in some offense. You know, he's looked good playing with Taves and Sod, and in my opinion. Um, and uh, you know, he's, he'll he'll stand up for teammates, he throws a lot of hits. I mean he's he's definitely a guy I think that they want to have around. Um and uh it'd be good to get him back.
0: Yeah. Uh you know, it, it's just it's free money. Anyone who is complaining about Tommy Wingles leaving why? You know, they're going to be, the Blackhawks, you know, have a month to go in their season. Who cares if you get a free draft pick out of this guy? Yeah. Let him let him go. If he wants to come back, he can come back. He's, he was going to be a free agent anyway. So, people need to relax. Stop I getting know. so attached you know.
1: to, you know. So many people need to relax, man. Yeah. Get a sense of humor.
0: <laughs> yeah, get a sense of humor. I mean, it's ridiculous.
1: No. Man, just, this guy's it's freaking insane. delusional. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're delusional. <laughs> They're not getting sense of humor. I'm dumb. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Get back in the box, lads.
0: Yep, back so, in the box, lads.
1: You think they tried to trade Sharp today, or is it just like, nah, forget about it? Nobody's gonna take him. I mean,
0: I'm sure he was on the block, but I don't know that anyone really wanted him.
1: Yeah, so, I don't know. They Boma. They just said, you know what? Nobody's gonna trade for him. So yeah. they sent him down, and they brought up. They brought up
0: Matthew Highmore. Uh... That's a good segue. We can talk about that right now, our boy Mario is furiously typing away, putting together a piece about Matthew Hyamore.
1: Nice.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Matthew Highmore who's, you know, uh, what he's got, like the rookie record for, uh, or tied the rookie record, or beat the rookie record in uh, Rockford for most goals. Uh, he's at, he was, you know, the Blackhawks, you know, are going to bring him up and see what he's got. And uh, I applaud him for that. You know, give him a shot. Give the kid a shot. He's earned it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm rooting for him. I mean, I you'll know, you'll remember back in the preseason, I, I went and saw the Hawks, and I think they beat Columbus something like seven to one. It was just ridiculous. And I think I think it was involved in like four goals, like either scoring or assisting. And I remember tweeting this. You know, it's just like every time I look up this this Highmore guy is doing something, and he's that's what he is. He's one of those guys. He's just always around the puck. Got good speed. He's about stature wise. He's about the same size as Tony Amani. Before he ate Keith Kachuk. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, but he's about that size, about six feet tall, probably about 190, 195 pounds. So he's not real big, but he's not, you know, tiny either. And he certainly seems really willing to work around the net, and he's got good speed. And uh, I'm I'm excited because it just seems like one of these guys, he just, he's not, he's not great at anything he's, he's certainly not bad but he's not great at anything but he's he's just really productive i mean he j he, he's got a he's a little bit like almost like a denot um and i don't think he's not a center i think he's a wing but i mean just that sort of uh plays that same kind of energy and and hustle and and uh he's that that kind of kid you know and i uh, also out of the qmjhl too and uh anyway I'm, I'm excited to see him play see what he does
0: yeah i mean he's listed at 511 180 yeah. But,
1: uh, and he's been, pl-
0: uh, he, and he's listed as a center, too. So I don't know if they going to play him, yeah, so
1: I, I don't know if they'll play in there if they'll put him at wing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I've been waiting to see him all year. I'm excited. I'm really excited about this.
0: Yeah. I mean, in 56 games this year, he had 21 goals and 14 assists. And uh, the one game that I went out to see, uh, see him in Rockford, he always seemed you know, like he's one of those guys that, you know, when there's a play happening, you look up and there's Matthew Highmore.
1: Mm-hmm. and
0: he's always there he's he's always there doing you know, even if he's not scoring he's in, in the middle of the play so right you know it, it's going to be a big jump going from the ahl to the nhl but you know what some guys have had some success uh has been all right and yep. you know gallstrom's come up and, and been good you know not great but he's been good uh
1: he's mostly mostly okay
0: yeah eric eric gusterson's <laughs> come up and all right uh no 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 one's really come up and been you know a flop I don't think no. So no. why not give the guy a chance? He's 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 earned his shot and bring him up. See what he got. Did
1: Thomas Jerko come up this year because he's been a flop.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. Well, okay. Well, I he finally scored a goal the other night.
1: He did. Yeah, good for him. No, I, I'm I'm just kidding. Yeah, he's yeah. He had a nice goal the other night. He actually he didn't play bad the other night.
0: So yeah. well, may, hopefully he'll hit that next gear because before that he was invisible. needs
1: to yeah. You know,
0: and then David, uh, David Kamp, he's been uh, he's been pretty good. You know. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I I got I got no problems with any of those guys, really. To be honest with you, I mean, Yurko, is you know he is what he is. Uh, they've been playing with Kane, which I don't know, man, but uh, yeah. we'll see how yeah. long that lasts.
1: That that goal that he got, I mean, that was a beautiful feed from Kane. Yeah. And uh, you know, but to his credit, he buried it, and that's good. So.
0: So that, that's pretty much the the Tommy Wingle's chronicles. I, I kind of wrote that in, in my article, which is, you know, you can't really say that he's for sure coming back, but the chances are pretty likely because it could be tampering, player tampering. Yeah. But uh, the chances are very likely that he'll come back for, you know, another reasonable deal. So,
1: Yeah, I like think, I said, you know, he's got a wife and a daughter and, and he wants to be, you know, he's, he's a Chicago kid. He's got a lot of friends, a lot of family. In Chicago, I think, so I think the science point, you know, and that's probably why Boston made that pick conditional um, on that, as well as them winning the playoffs, you know, so. Right.
0: For sure. So that's, that's really it as far as the trades go. I mean, uh, Blackhawks didn't do much of a, you know, of course Brent Seabrook didn't end up leaving and, uh, you know, all the uh, Jonathan Tays is still here and, (laughs) And yep. Brandon Saad wasn't traded. Yeah, uh, to to the disappointment of all the meatballs. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's very difficult for a man of my intelligence to handle. Last <laughs> <laughs> back in the box. <laughs> uh, uh.
1: <laughs> uh.
0: So anyway, let's let's talk a little about the goalies. Talk
1: um, goalies. Yeah, pretty let's pretty. talk
0: goalies just a little bit. Um, Brube. Was called up. Uh, Jeff Glass' experience ended. Now we've only seen one game of JF yeah uh, He played pretty well. He good. Uh, he, he only got what the one goal. Uh, he looked good out there. I think he would have made what like forty saves or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have the the numbers in front of me, but um, he looked pretty good. Now I've been high on JF Barube. You haven't been as high on him, but I've kind of been aware of his past. Uh, you know, I've kind of watched what what has gone on because he came from LA. He was. He was the the original backup to Jonathan Quick. Uh, he was the next big guy uh, to, to to come up, but uh, he wasn't waiver eligible, so they sent him to the Islanders. He ended up going to the Islanders, and uh, the Islanders kind of you know threw him out in the swamp somewhere. Uh, he didn't get to play a whole lot. And then Martin Jones was the next guy behind him, and they weren't able to keep him around, so he ended up getting traded around and ended up buying San Jose. So you've got to kind of, you've got. You know, a, a good pipeline of goaltenders going through the LA system, and um, I, I think that Barubi kind of got lost in the shuffle out with the Islanders. So he got a fresh start here with Chicago. I thought you know we maybe see something good out of him. Then you got the preseason that came around, and Anton Forsberg was basically the lights out in the fr- in the preseason.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: You you can't argue with the decision to keep him around. He was the younger guy. He was the favorite anyway. He did nothing to lose that job, but. Since then, I think. I mean, honestly, my my opinion on this is, the Blackhawks might have broken Anton Forsberg. Yeah, uh, he's.
1: I, I think you know, they just got. I think I think they just got to, you know, keep keep going back to him. I mean, I, I'm not saying don't play Baruby. Give Baruby more of a shot, but I think that they got to keep they got to keep working with with Forsberg and give him a little time and see if he can get back in that groove again. And and uh, you know, because they, you know they traded they traded a lot for him and he has he has had periods games series of games that he, where he's been he's been outstanding and um just seems like he's got to get into a groove and you know he, and i'm not comparing him to Crawford but Crawford earlier in his career gave up gave up some goals sometimes that drove you crazy too um and uh, that goal the other night was was just inexcusably soft
0: yeah you at, were there you saw it time.
1: right but uh, you know, it's also something that that he could that he can address just by being smarter about his positioning. He just didn't seal the post. Yeah, that was you a know. terrible angle. Yeah, so it was hard to see. But you know, the other thing is they they can't give him chances indefinitely if he's going to keep doing that. That then some, at some point you got to cut bait.
0: Right. Yeah. Hey, I'm not I, I'm not opposed but, to keeping him in there, but and of course you know Jeff Ruby's played one game. I mean, right. You know, right. we, we, we condemn the whole jeff glass experience because you know just a handful of games isn't you know does a, uh, a career does not make so you know yeah. one one step at a time but you know i i think you know letting both guys play and and see how it shakes out is fine and uh we'll see we'll see where it goes from here uh the the blackhawks you know don't necessarily have a ton of depth they have more depth than they had last year and then you know they've Colin Delia, you know, the, the rink legend, Colin Delia. And Jeff yeah. Glass is in the minors, and uh, they've got Matt Tompkins. And then they still hold the rights to uh, I- Ivan Nalemov in uh, the in the KHL. But, you know, those guys in the KHL, you never know what you're going to get. You never know where they're going to come over. So you, if you're going to pin your hopes on Nalemov coming over here, don't. Yeah. You know, he's, he basically, you know, he was on a team that basically just threw him away for free because the team couldn't pay their salaries. So there's a lot of shady stuff going on in it, over there. He wants to, you know, who knows what's going on over there. So I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, but I mean, the bottom line is we need to see, we need to know what's going to happen with Crawford and they, and they got to stop being so elusive with what's going on. Just be honest. Yeah, I, I, mean. I don't
1: get it. I don't get it.
0: I mean, we're seeing, you know, now, uh, you know, uh, Carrie, uh, Carrie Price in, uh, Montreal. Now he's got a concussion issue and they, they're, you know, Montreal's pretty forthcoming with it. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're not BSing around. So, but you know, the, the fact that Corey Crawford was on the ice for a little while and now he's gone back to not being on the ice, just shut him down.
1: Yeah, I agree. Totally.
0: You're not going to learn anything more. you know, contrary to what Steve Rosenblum thinks, and, you know...
1: There's going to be Neanderthals, slack-jawed yokels saying stupid yeah. things. <laughs> you know... Stop talking about us, lads. <laughs> you know, contrary you to know. what
0: Steve Rosenblum thinks, which is, you know, that, that they, should, they have to play Crawford this year, which is the stupidest... That, that's irresponsible. If he's got a head injury and you don't think he's, you know, 150%. Don't play him. There's no, it's a lost season. Right. You know? So I don't know. I, I think they just, you know, sit Crawford, play the other two guys, get them some experience, get them some confidence, build up the guys in the minors, and we'll see where you go from here. I mean, that's, yeah. and it should be, and it should go the same way for the defense. should go the same way for, you know, the, the forwards too. get some young kids in there, get them some experience. The experience is only going to help them because
1: so let's let's war game this out. What 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 happens if uh, if this if this is a career ending injury for for Crawford?
0: If it's a career so ending have, injury, they 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 they're, <laughs> they're going to be. I mean, they they don't have a goalie that's a number one right now.
1: No, they don't. No, I mean, it, it, I so I guess if it if it is a career ending injury, I mean, he goes on long term IR next year, and they take that money and they maybe bring in a veteran to be the number one, you know, maybe not, you know, a an elite goaltender like Crawford was, but, um, I isn't, uh, isn't Craig Anderson, uh, a free agent this summer.
0: I don't know. I'd, I would have to look that up.
1: I think he is. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's just off the top of my head, that kind of guy who, um, you know, can, can be a number one and play number one minutes and, and, uh, you know, maybe costs you less than Crawford. I mean, just, just think it up because I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I just remember over the years, so many guys who came up against these concussion issues and had protracted absences and, you know, just never came back like Adam Deadmarsh and Jason Allison. And um, I don't know. It's, I mean, Crosby came back. I mean, Crosby's had a pretty productive, a very productive career since then, but some guys don't, you know, and um, it's going to be interesting to see. And then, and then if he can't play, you know, what, what are the Hawks do? Yeah, Yeah. You're right. They don't they don't have a guy who can be a 60, 65, you know, game goalie. They don't have that guy. I mean, it's not Forsberg and it's probably not Barube either. So and, you know, it's not Matt Tompkins. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. So. Well, here here's a quick list of goalies that are free agents for uh, this summer. Kerry Lettman, Yaroslav Halak, mm-hmm. Robin Lehner is an RFA, Peter Morazic, RFA, uh, Cam Ward, Jonathan Bernier, Eddie Lack, uh, Connor Hellebuck, who is an RFA, they're not going to let him go. Philip Grubauer, who's the backup in Washington. Uh, Andrew Hammond, the hamburger. Jeff Glass's uh, spirit animal. Andre Pavlek, Anton Hudobin, Michael Hutchinson, Carter Hutton, Anti Ranta, Calvin Pickard. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that anyone on this list is really, uh, jumping out wow. and grabbing me. Wow. Yeah. And, and it gets worse real quick. Uh, but then you got yeah. a you know, you got a young player like Zach for who, uh, people may not be familiar with him, but he's only 22 years old. He was a, a, a Montreal Canadiens, uh, uh, <clears throat> prospect. He hasn't had the, all that great success, but he was a high draft pick, uh, UC Saros. Uh, Who's from uh, you know the the goalie factory in uh, Nashville? Um, You know, there's there's a couple sneaky ones in there. I don't, again, I don't think anyone really jumps out. And uh, Oscar Dan, Michael. Can we get Darling back? Yeah, that Darling guy.
1: Get Darling back, my friend.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah. There's, it's not a pretty list. And, And the further you go down, the worse it gets. Right at the end of that list. At number 72, Mr. Jeff Glass. Oh,
1: shit. So, um, yeah, they could
0: always re-sign Jeff Glass and get that Glass guy in there.
1: Get Glass. Yeah. Glass or Darley, one of the two. Yeah.
0: So, I, let's just hope that Corey Crawford's all right. And a, a nice summer of rest and a nice, uh, you know, rest since Christmas. Yeah. That he will come back next year and be strong. Because a, a strong goalie can make a big difference. And, uh, well,
1: if the Hawks are like gonna do a real quick reload this summer and have uh, some things go right for them, yeah, you gotta you gotta have Crawford. Otherwise, it's gonna be another rebuild year. There's yeah. almost no way around it.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to hear this BS from Stan Bowman that uh, our team's gonna look real similar next year because if they do, and and Crawford it may isn't around, this it's gonna be ugly for the entire year. Yep. And even if Crawford's back, it may be difficult. He he just masks problems. Yeah, so, I
1: mean, yeah. Again, I mean, they exactly. I mean, he, he's like he, he's he gets you to being at least reasonably in the playoff conversation, but um, after that, what are you going to do? Because this team with him was not a playoff team. It wasn't. You know, mm-hmm. they were out of the playoffs when he went down December
0: twenty third. <laughs> yeah. So, right. <clears throat> so anyway. Well, that's, uh, kind of, you know, the Blackhawks talk at this point in time, you know, we got, now we got the rest of the season to see what we got with these young guys. And, uh, I'm going to kind of ride it out.
1: Yeah. You then it's, that's good. You know, let them see what these guys have, let them play and see what they have.
0: Tanking USA. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, I, I did put out the flyer for a couple of questions. Uh, we only got, and it was late, so I apologize for that, but I was a little bit tied up today. <laughs> so, uh. We did have a good one, and uh, it was from Alex DR, or Alex Doctor, the good doctor, who has asked questions before. And uh, he basically said, you know, what kind of player are we getting in Edsel? Uh, How long until we can expect them to make the NHL? Also, what do you think of Henry? I'm not going to try and spell his last name, which is Yoki Haru. Uh, Where are these players' ceilings, and where do they fit in the roster? Thank you. I don't know. You want to take a shot at that one?
1: Sure. I mean, as far as Edsel, he's, he's 22. He's playing uh, and playing well in the top division in Sweden. Um, so ostensibly, you know, if you look at other players who make that jump, like, say, Marcus Kruger in 2011, who was at that time, I think, only about 19 or 20. Um, it's conceivable Edsel could could play in Chicago next year. It's possible. Um, you know, more likely he does a year in, in – uh, Rockford, or at least a half year, and then and then you know comes up if he's if he's destined to make it. Um, Yoki Haru, uh, we had his agent on, um, Pete Rutili. That was a great show, and uh, he talked about the thing that really separates him is his competitiveness. And you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about these guys that were, were the cornerstone of the great Hawk teams of the last decade, Jonathan Taves, uh, Duncan Keith, in particular you know, the thing that really, really made those guys as players was just crazy competitiveness. So that's pretty exciting because Yoki Haryu has a lot of skill and he can really skate. And uh, if he's got the competitiveness that drives him to really become, you know, make the most of his God-given talent, then the Hawks have, you know, I think the he's potentially, definitely a top four defenseman if he, if he keeps progressing and, and fulfills the promise that they think he has. Um, and, you know, then you know where does he go from there I mean the thing I noticed when I saw him play was in addition to his skating was how well he handles the puck I mean he's almost like a skilled forward moving through traffic with the puck and um but it's it's you know playing both ends of the ice for him because he's not a real big defenseman um he tends to get caught up the ice some because he's so aggressive offensively so that'll all be stuff he'll have to work out but um the uh the thing that probably the best thing I've seen or heard about him is that is that competitiveness that he has,
0: yeah well yeah and uh <clears throat> he's what the blackhawks like, you know he's a, that puck moving guy so you know yeah. uh, he looked good this summer but uh we're just gonna have to wait and see let's see what happens so um we actually got another question uh. <laughs> Through the emails, uh, first-time question asker uh, is Will. Uh, I would guess he's AKA Hockey Talk, probably on the Twitters. Um, said, "Hey fellas, I've got a few questions for you. Given how the trade deadline shook out for the Hawks today, what are some moves you would like to see this summer?" That's one. Two, as it currently stands, do you think the Hawks will have a chance to get back in the top within one to four years? Uh, three. What are your takes specifically on the the acquisition of Victor Edsel, um, and then he finishes that up with, "I love the podcast every time. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Will, for uh, submitting question. And uh, we've kind of talked about Victor Edsel. Uh, I, do you have any uh, any insight on uh, about the summer summer moves, anything
1: like that? Well, we kind of touched on. I mean, one thing is, we'd really like to see the Hawks get lucky in the draft lottery, and ultimately be in position to draft a potentially elite player because um, that's going to, you know, that's going to ensure that the, there's a degree of competitiveness in the franchise on the ice over the next decade, if they can get that kind of player in the draft. Um, and then, I mean, it's the first year in I don't, several years. I mean, I guess since 2000, oh man, I want to say 2000. Well, 2007 when they took Kane, when they drafted first, um, where they, you know, where they potentially could be in the top ten in the in the first round. So, um, so that's one thing. I mean, I think the other thing is um, the goalie situation. Uh, you know, it, it can if Crawford can't go, what are they going to do there? Um, I think you'd like to see. I mean, if they get if they got a kid in the draft who, who's you know really high end, like let's say they really lucked out and got Rasmus Dahlin. I mean, you know, that's that's sort of the beginning of a solution to your defense problem right there, day one. But lo- failing that, I mean, what are they gonna do to address a defense that's really been pretty subpar the last couple of years? Um, and how do they address that? Um, you know, we talked about it um earlier, you know, Colin Murphy or excuse me, Connor Murphy is still um, you know, with the Blackhawks, but you, you get the sense that he's not real high on Joel Quenville's list. Um and uh you know, what are they going to do? You know, cause I don't think Brent Seabrook's probably going to get better next year. He's going to have another year on, on the, on the, uh, odometer. Um, you know, and after that it gets a little precipitous. So, um, I, I, again, I think it would be the defense. And then finally the center position, you know, let's assume that Edsel, you know, starts in, in, in Rockford and we don't even know if he's ever going to make the NHL at this point. Yeah. Uh, what are they going to do to provide that, uh, <laughs> that uh, secondary face-off option after Taves because they haven't had it all year and they really need it. And I, if they get it, I think you can expect more more production from Taves taking that pressure off of of having to take all those face-offs in so many situations.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned the uh, Brent Seabrook contract. Oh, God, Brent Seabrook's contract is so long. <laughs> <laughs> oh Another new sound clip for the board. Uh, he also asked, uh, do you think the Blackhawks can get back, uh, back to the top within one to four years? And I kind of mentioned this earlier, like the Boston thing, you know, if, if worked properly, if they do the right things and, uh, and and I kind of wanted to mention this a little earlier too. I mean, everyone gets fixated on the Brent zebra contract, right? Um, but let's say, let's say you just theoretically, um, take, three million dollars off that contract and throw it on Duncan Keith's name then you don't feel so bad about it right and you could still roll with it you know we're getting you're getting a deal on Duncan Keith true so you know say he was making eight million dollars a year sure that'd be a little bit much but he's still you know in that top echelon of defensemen he's he's not terrible as much as the, 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 the meatball fans want to harass him and, and say he's terrible, he's still up there. I mean, he's having a, a little bit of a down year, but the entire team is having a down year.
1: Yeah, that's true, too. That's, so, that is true. It, I mean, he's not he's not the worst defenseman in the NHL, although some have made him out to be. Um, and he is overpaid. But, yeah, you're right. You're getting a relative bargain on the other guy. And, um, yeah. Um, you know, it, something, else, something else I wanted to add about the summer that, that they – Oh, yeah. You know, let's. I would love it if if Bowman could find a a floor team home for Marion Hoss' contract. He never really did anything with that money this year, and you know he's going to have to do this every year for the next four years. Try to find some you know some way to you know after you get him on LTIR to use the money after the beginning of the season. And it would be nice if he could just trade the deal and then he frees up five million dollars in cap room. You could do something pretty nice with that. Yeah. You could get a pretty a pretty solid, you know, second line player or a uh, second pairing defenseman with that with that money. Or, you know, if if Crawford can't play, um, and you could there's there's a potential to to add something at goalie too with that kind of money.
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna I, you know this isn't necessarily going out on a limb, but I'm not gonna go all doom and gloom in the goalie situation. I'm going to say that, uh, you know, shutting Corey Crawford down, giving him some rest since Christmas, giving him a summer of rest, that he's going to come back uh, in the fall and be the Blackhawks' number one goalie.
1: That would be great. It would solve a big problem, and then they, they could focus on some other things. And, right. you know, maybe maybe next year is a big turnaround year. You know? Yeah.
0: So uh, I'm not going to worry about that yet. And and I think this is only going to be good to get, you know, maybe, you know, Brube and – uh and Forsberg some, uh, some more experience and, uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll we'll be all right then. Uh, you know, and then the Blackhawks, if they want to bring in some more goalies or, uh, you know, with the, with their plethora of draft picks, if they want to draft another goalie later, later in the draft, who knows, but,
1: uh, that never seems to turn out well.
0: (laughs) No, it doesn't. Especially with the Blackhawks. They're horrible at drafting
1: goalies. Yeah. They've not done well with that.
0: Uh, No, the, uh, you know, blackhawks legend ken simpson everyone remembers yeah. that one game he played
1: so. <laughs> right. Ken, right don't call me bart simpson <laughs>
0: yeah. all right well i think that wraps everything up right
1: i think we're good we're about done here our work our work here is done it's all been a right. long deadline my friend oh,
0: you're telling me man i am take, exhausted
1: take a day off tomorrow Thank i am
0: for. exhausted <laughs> to be the honest with you are. It was a long day for me. So
1: you've been in full cyborg mode for over, for over twenty four hours.
0: For over twenty for all week. We I had it's, website it's issues. Safe. We had a lot of stuff. So yeah.
1: But hey, by the way, folks, yeah. thanks for sticking with us. Yeah. Through our uh, travails with our website crashing earlier in the week, but we got that fixed thanks to Gate, and uh, it's it's running smooth. We had uh, all time all time traffic record today for the dot com. I mean, just like, uh, without being too specific, we are presently over, over 50% better than our best previous day.
0: Yeah. So it's, thanks. Uh, yeah. Thanks to everyone for coming and checking our stuff out. Yeah. We, uh, we couldn't do it without you guys and we wouldn't be here doing this without you guys. So,
1: and our sponsor, Puck Hockey, dot com. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah who uh, are, we're still, uh, we're still in negotiation, I guess, if you will. I guess we call it that. No, it's not negotiation. I don't know what it is, but we're still hoping to get our rink.com fashion line, hockey fashion line. Fashion. I hope no one uh, wants to see us modeling
0: that stuff because uh, it's not going to be pretty.
1: Uh, Yeah. But um, some of us, (laughs) some of us are less pretty than others wearing it. Um, So... (laughs) That's coming soon from p u c k h c k y dot com the good folks there and um yeah i mean yeah no thank you and i mean the the conversations on twitter have been uh have been great and uh you know the people who uh keep coming back and keep supporting the site and the people who post on our message boards you all know who you are i mean we've we've got some great conversations starting up there and uh great community building and um yeah. This has been fun. This really has been a fun week. It's been, it's been a long week, but it's been a fun week.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. we wouldn't do it if we didn't love it. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a good pain. It's a good hurt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good tired. Yeah. It's a good exhausted.
0: One last thing I do want to get to, uh, because I, I promised that I would read these off. We did get one new, uh, review. Uh, it was earlier in the month, this but a bad one? I forgot it. Um, the username is ND and a whole bunch of numbers, but it says great Hawks podcast. I like the hour long episode, less fluff, more substance. Also a true hockey anal- analysis. Let's go Hawks. Thank you very much. ND two hundred eight twenty-one. Thank you very much.
1: Dude, that's great. Yes. No, that's what we're trying to do. I mean, we're trying to, we really are trying to, um, to build a community that's very hockey focused and, and, you know, beyond just the the fanboy stuff about the Hawks, although we certainly indulge in that, um, but, you know, really talk about the game and have an appreciation for um, the game, whether it's played in Chicago or Siberia or Slovakia or wherever. And, uh, um, you know, we've, that's where we have Bob Rose and we have Bill Plasek jumping in now with some prospect reporting and Mario covering the AHL and Aaron covering the NCAAs and, um that's that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to really make this a full hockey experience and hockey a deep hockey experience which is what we set out to do from the very beginning and if people are picking up on that that's awesome that's what we want
0: yeah and something you didn't even probably see today uh bill place the whiz was on the message board talking about okay. uh victor uh victor etzel today so
1: he, yeah, didn't, he i, didn't have I a, saw a yeah. uh I thought I saw a Toyota Prius uh, parked in the in the rink parking lot today, and that was that was Wiz. Yeah, the Wiz. Uh, Wiz he's, he's, he's the laughing.
0: words of wisdom from the Wiz.
1: They are. I mean, if any of you guys have uh, ever seen uh, Rick and Morty, uh, Wiz <laughs> is basically the Morty Sanchez of the Rink dot com. So, excuse me, no, the Rick Sanchez of the Rink dot com. I'm getting my cartoon character mixed up. So. Just
0: don't call him Dirty Sanchez.
1: No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Look <laughs> it up.
0: <laughs> all right let's well, wrap it up let's wrap this up
1: let's uh, wrap this up shall we
0: yes we shall so like we mentioned several times before you can find all of our wonderful content at www.thedashrink.com and if what about got that got dash that cash,
1: john don't got that cash <laughs>
0: you can find us on all the popular social media that's the facebook the instagram the twitters that's at the rink official uh the, for the rinkcast uh it's at the rinkcast you can find me Jeff Osborne aka gatekeeper at puck and hostel you can find Mr. John Jakel over at j a e c k e l on twitter's uh if you get a chance please head over to iTunes rate and review us and subscribe to the podcast please it'll move us up the rankings and get us a lot more listeners and uh you know uh any Anything uh, that, that puts us up, to, you know, gets us more uh, listeners is good for everyone. So uh, I don't have any more, uh, you know, any, any big uh, plugs except for, uh, again, our uh, premium hockey outfitters at puckhockey.com.
1: Oh, I got one. I got one. I can't remember if I talked about this the last time, but it certainly bears mentioning again. So um, within the last 10 days or so, uh, a guy named Bob Clem, who um I I met just sort of online we were we were chatting one day about uh, about hockey um he ran a foundation called the Have a Skate with Bob Foundation and um it was dedicated to his wife who had died of pancreatic cancer and Bob raised quite a bit of money um to uh, to fight pancreatic cancer through these Have a Skate events which he used to have up at Rockford and Bob was a Hawks fan he was he was from Kansas City he played he's a goalie played for the Missouri. He's got to be a good
0: guy if he's a goalie.
1: He was a great guy. He was really a good, kind guy. And he had literally dedicated a significant portion of his life to, to fighting pancreatic cancer. After his wife passed away, Bob had some, some kind of an event during a game he was playing and he left the ice and he passed away. And that was again in the last, I won't say in the last eight days, I think it was last weekend. And I just want to, you know, give a shout out to Bob for all the stuff he did. And, and, uh, you know, may he rest in peace, and prayers and thoughts for his family. I've never met his family. I think he had kids, um, and I just um, it's it's a, it would really the hockey community and the Hawks fan community lost, um, you know, really one of one of the great uh, great fans out there and, and great hockey people when Bob Clem passed away. Yeah, oh
0: yeah, all our thoughts are out there, and a, a loss of a, a great. Person in the community, hockey person in the community. You know, we, we don't want to ever see that. And he, he he seemed like he was. I didn't know him, but he seemed like he was one of the good ones. So
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: uh, I I actually do want to mention one thing. Um, it's kind of a hockey tie-in to something bad that really happened lately, which was the hockey team at the Florida high school, uh, Majority Stoneman Douglas High School, won the state championship, and that's oh, wow. the school where the shooting was at uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So finally, you know, something good happens you know, at that high school, something that could be positive, uh, that, 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 with these kids, because it, you know, it was, it was a terrible thing that happened down there. So we just, you know, we don't know anyone down there, but I just, there is a hockey tie into it. And, uh, you know, it, it's good to see that something good did, did come after that horrible tragedy that happened down there. So, yeah,
1: yeah, so, it was really sad.
0: Yeah. um, So I don't want to end on a down note, but like, uh, you know, we just want want to say our best wishes to everyone, you know, involved in all those situations. That being said, thanks to everyone for taking the time out of your busy schedules to download, listen, read, and support us. Until next episode, see you on the rink.